0: Good morning, Bucknutters. Welcome to the Bucknuts Morning 5 here on Monday, May 10th, 2021. I am Dave Biddle, flying solo on this edition. Well, some bad news for the Buckeyes on Saturday. Henry Tootoo, To'o, who we've been talking about, it seems like, for two years here on the show, it's really only been a couple of months, decided to transfer to Alabama, not Ohio State. The SEC has waived its rule where you have to sit out a year before transferring from one SEC school to another. They've adopted the same rule that... Uh, NCAA is adopted across the board where kids now can transfer without sitting out a year. And we kind of thought all along that if the SEC waived that rule that Henry Toto was going to pick Alabama over Ohio State, and he did. So let's get into what this means. First of all, let's not sugarcoat it. Ohio State wanted him. Ohio State thought they were going to get him. At least they were optimistic uh, within the building. They thought they were going to get him. Uh, They weren't 100%, obviously, but they they were optimistic that they were going to get him. And they wanted him bad. They didn't want him bad because they thought he was going to come in and be a mediocre player. They didn't want him bad because they felt great about the situation at middle linebacker, or I don't think they would have wanted him this bad. So let's get into what this means. First of all, I think Cody Simon is going to be a really good player. Is he ready right now is the question. You know, he was a true freshman last year, got his feet wet a little bit. It's one of those things that only playing a condensed season last year, a truncated season, I should say, really hurt some of these young guys. You know, they didn't get that garbage time as we like to call it but it's really not garbage time when you're a young guy those are valuable reps getting those game reps in the third and fourth quarter of blowouts i mean you're out there it feels like you're super bowl if you're out there playing and it's valuable to your future so those young guys didn't get those reps last year so is Cody Simon going to be ready to take a James Lawrenceitis leap from being a backup as a true freshman that maybe people didn't think about until James Laurinaitis was thrown in to the fire against Michigan in 2005 when Bobby Carpenter broke his leg. But until then, James Laurinaitis wasn't playing much. And even going into 2006, people really didn't know who the Buckeye starting middle linebacker was going to be. Uh, Laurinaitis, a lot of people thought he was going to be an outside linebacker, which is what he was as a true freshman when he came in for Bobby. And... Uh, Laurinaitis blew up became the middle linebacker and the rest was history now we know Cody Simon's a middle linebacker so it's not a perfect parallel to Laurinaitis but is he going to step up a- as a sophomore and become a good starter it, not just can he kind of hold the fort down can he be a good starter they need a good starting middle linebacker and if it's not Cody Simon it's going to be Dallas Gantt Dallas Gant, going to be a senior this year at least a fourth year guy he can come back um, the following year even though he's never redshirted because this past year did not count as a year of eligibility so Dallas Gant could have this year and 2021 left if he wants to we'll see um, a couple ways to look at Dallas Gant. you could say well he's barely seen the field and he's he's been here for three years he couldn't ever like at least split time with some of these guys like tough Borland so that doesn't look good or you could say well we really haven't seen him uh, he was a Highly rated recruit coming out of high school, four-star recruit and a high four-star recruit. And the coaches talk well about him. You know, his teammates talk him up. So, you know, maybe we should give Dallas Gantt, you know, a shot here. Well, now he's going to get a shot. It's either going to be Dallas Gant or Cody Simon. So we'll see. But I'm not sugarcoating this. They wanted Henry To'o, To'o to come in and be the starting middle linebacker. So now they're down to options B and C. If Henry To'o, To'o was option A and he was, you're now down to option B or C. And I'm not sure if Cody Simon's option B or Dallas Gantt is. I think Dallas Gantt was their top option if they couldn't get a transfer and then he was hurt during spring. Does that mean that Cody Simon is past him? Or is Dallas Gantt going to be fine for the fall? Now he's gonna he, I've heard he's gonna be fine as far as he'll be cleared. It's a foot injury, and um, I'm not exactly sure what the foot injury is. Sounds like he had surgery on it though, and we'll see what happens, but you know. If I had to guess right now it sounds like Cody Simons probably going to be the starting middle linebacker but those guys will probably rotate and we'll see how it shakes out but you know there's just no sugarcoating this the buckeyes wanted Henry Tohoto. they thought they were going to get him they didn't get him they lose him to Alabama who is just getting over on the buckeyes right now it's not fun to think about is it yeah, I mean the national championship game happened then Jamo happened and now this so um hopefully the buckeyes can uh, stem the tide At some point. All right, let's get into a a little better news here. A lot better news here, okay? Governor DeWine saying he thinks there will be full stadiums for Ohio State football this fall. That's great news. Great news. Full horseshoes. Sign me up for that. Especially last year having no fans. If you would have told me a couple months ago we were going to have, you know, 75% capacity, I would have been thrilled. The fact that it's looking like we're going to have 100% capacity is great news. I just love that. Again, he's not saying it's for sure going to happen. He just says right now that's it's trending in that direction. He feels like it's we're going to have full capacity at stadiums, including Ohio Stadium this fall for football, so that's great news. Also great news for the NFL teams, the Bengals and the Browns. Well, the Bengals, forgive me my fellow Bengal fans for saying this, but it's true, if they have full capacity in the NFL, that doesn't mean they're actually going to be full capacity at Paul Brown Stadium, if you know what I mean, you know. Uh, We'll we'll see about that. No doubt there'll be full capacity at at the Brown Stadium. I know you guys will sell that out. We'll see if the Bengals can sell it out. I'm not really optimistic who day nation will be able to sell out Paul Brown Stadium, but I digress. So that's really great news that uh, it's looking like we're going to have full stadiums for Buckeye football. Looking back at the linebackers, as far as maybe some young guys that can step up, you know, can Reed Carrico as a true freshman come in and get his name in the mix? Perhaps, perhaps. I mean, he enrolled early uh, one of the top linebackers in the country. I like Reed Carrico a lot, but to come in and say he's going to be a starting linebacker as a true freshman. I mean, you're basically saying he's going to be Andy Katzenmoyer and that's a really, really high bar. I'm high on Reed Carrico, but I think it's going to be down the line before he's a starter, not as a true freshman. Tommy Eichenberg is entering his third year. He's a guy I think we all tend to forget about a little bit, but you know, Tommy Eichenberg could work his way in the mix, especially now that Henry Toho is not there to, uh, steal any reps from him. We'll see about that. I think probably Eichenberg is behind Simon and Gant in whatever order. Again, it could be Gant, then Simon. I think Eichenberg's behind those guys, but hey, we'll see. I mean, obviously his brother, uh, not a linebacker, but a talented football player, went in the second round. Uh, Liam Eichenberg, who the Buckeyes recruited, offensive lineman from Notre Dame, was a second round draft pick. So, you know, the bloodlines are there, even though not the same position, but, you know, that's still... You know, and Tommy Eichenberg was a four-star recruit coming out of high school. I think we, and he played at a pretty good program, Cleveland State Ignatius. They've been playing some good football for a long, long time. So Eikenberg's a guy that I tend to forget about. Not like forget he's on the roster, but I probably don't mention him very much. So we'll see. Maybe he'll have a chance now. So Reed Carrico, Tommy Eikenberg, um, they at least add some quality depth there. I like Taraja Mitchell at Will Linebacker a lot. He, now he's another guy you could say, well, well, Come on, he's been here for three years. He's barely seen the field. What's the deal? I get it. Pete Werner, though, was a second-round pick. Baron Browning, third-round pick. I think a lot of Buckeye fans underrated Pete Werner. So I think it was a little tougher for an outside linebacker to get on the field. And Taraja Mitchell's an outside linebacker. I always thought he'd be a middle linebacker. Uh, I don't know. I mean, that's what he looked to me like he was coming out of high school. I thought he was just built to be a middle linebacker, but he's an outside linebacker, and he's got that will linebacker spot locked down now. And uh, he looks good. He looked really good in the spring. Coaches were talking him up. He's lost a little bit of weight. Um, I thought he looked quick in the spring game. I mean, the spring game is really a snapshot of everything that they're doing. You can't put too much stock in that. But uh, I'm I'm bullish on Taraja Mitchell entering his fourth year. I think he's going to have a big year. Again, I I get it, though. We could say, how come he's never seen the field so far? I get it. I get it. But I I do think he's going to break out with a big year this year. And then you're looking at I me, mean, really, they're going to take the Sam off the field, which would be Kayvon Pope. Kayvon Pope will still play. They'll still have the Sam linebacker on the field at times, but really the, the base is going to be, the bullet's going to be the de facto third linebacker. It's really a 4-2-5 alignment, if you want to look at it like that. 4 two, five. four down linemen, two linebackers, five DBs, because Craig Young, even though the bullet's a hybrid linebacker safety, when they practice, Craig Young is out there working with the safeties. Ronnie Hickman, who also plays the bullet, and even though I think Craig Young's going to be the starter, Ronnie Hickman will still play a lot as the backup. Ronnie Hickman works with the safeties too, which is a little easier to believe. I mean, he looks like a safety. You see Craig Young out there; he looks like Sean Taylor. I mean, that's a big, big safety, six foot four, two hundred twenty-three pounds. The good thing about Craig Young is he runs like a corner. He looks like a linebacker, so he's perfect for that spot. So I like with the bullet. I love what they have at the bullet with Craig Young and Ronnie Hickman. We'll just see about middle linebacker. I just, you know, and I like Cody Simon a lot. I like him a lot. I just wonder if he's going to be able to make, as I said at the top of the show, kind of that James Laurinaitis leap from true freshman to sophomore year. Because even if Cody Simon's really good as a junior and senior, but he's okay this year, that's not good enough for the Buckeyes. They need a middle linebacker that's really good this year. And that's why they wanted Toho Toho. And that's why I'm a little concerned about it. So we'll see what happens there. All right, a couple more quick things here. First of all, we had a note in the boarding house on Friday, and I I want to uh, accentuate this point. We are hearing great things about two young defensive backs, Lathan Ransom and Ryan Watts, both on and off the field that these guys are just getting it done in every aspect. I mean, Latham Ransom, we saw it toward the end of last season. He was playing a lot in big games. I mean, they were in the playoffs. Lath- Latham Ransom was playing a lot. I mean, he was almost like a pseudo-starter out there He was getting so many, so many reps and looked good. So you knew that he was going to be in the future plans if he's out there as a true freshman playing against Clemson, playing against Alabama. Uh, in the national semifinals and then the national championship game. Then I hear things like, I mean, he's just committed to football. He loves football. He's a great kid. I mean, so get excited about Lathan Ransom if you're not already. And then Ryan Watts was a guy we didn't see play as, as a true freshman, but we saw him in the spring and my goodness. And with 7 banks out due to injury with you know Cam Brown out due to injury. Ryan Watts was getting first team reps for most of spring and was more than holding his own. We saw what happened in the spring game. He had the only interception in the spring game when he jumped that route. Jack Miller kind of stared down Garrett Wilson. Let me rephrase that. Jack Miller stared down Garrett Wilson he didn't kind of. He, he definitely stared him down, but Ryan Watts still did a great job of jumping that route and uh Ryan Watts The tallest corner Kerry Combs has ever coached. No surprise there. Six-foot-three corner. He's bulked up to 200 pounds. He's about 178 when he enrolled at Ohio State. He's lost no speed. I don't know how you add 22 pounds and don't lose speed, but that's what Mick does for you. And another guy, you're hearing that he does everything right on and off the field. Ryan Watts, great kid, great student, works his butt off, loves football, wants to be great. And, I mean, that's a weapon right there when you're talking about a six-three corner that can flip his hips, can run well isn't afraid to hit you. I mean, Ryan Watts could end up being a star. And I don't think it's too early to say that from everything I'm hearing. From what we saw and from everything I'm hearing from sources, get excited about Ryan Watts. All right, last thing on the show here. Looks like we have a clear one through four in the wide receiver room now. And I love this one through four. Could this be the best one through four we've seen? Chris Olave, Garrett Wilson, in whatever order, (laughs) those two are going to be like the best wide receiver tandem in the country. Jackson Smith and Jigba, Marvin Harrison Jr., one through four. Now, I'm not saying Julian Fleming and Emeka Egbuka can't compete with Marvin Harrison Jr. to take that fourth spot, but right now, I'd say it's a pretty clear one through four. Whatever your first two guys are, whatever order, then Jackson Smith and Jigba, then Marvin Harrison Jr., and that is a fantastic wide receiving room right there, especially when you have Julian Fleming and Emeka Egbuka as your fifth and sixth wide receivers, in my opinion. So, I wish Jamison Williams well. I had a chance to talk to his father, for those that missed it. Uh, last Wednesday, he wanted to clear the air. I wish him well. Unless Alabama plays Ohio State, then, uh, you know, for that one game, I won't w- wish him very well. But I think Jamo just saw the writing on the wall. His dad didn't tell me this. I think he saw the writing on the wall. It's like, dude, I'm going to be like fifth on the depth chart here, and I don't want to be fifth on the depth chart. So that's a big reason. I mean, Alabama, I mean, they're stacked at almost every position except wide receiver. So the wide receiver room looks a lot better to Jamo. But I'm not worried about wide receiver at all. Like I I said, I'm a little worried about middle linebacker just because I just don't know yet about Cody Simon. I don't know about Dallas Gantt. I mean, I know about this wide receiving core. I mean, losing Jamison Williams, Okay, I wish him well, but. This is still the best wide receiving core I can remember at Ohio State. So pretty fired up about that. And in my opinion, there's going to be a pretty clear one through four. Like I said, Alave, Wilson, in whatever order, JSN, and then Harrison Jr. I just love that foursome right there. And then we'll see about Julian Fleming and Emeka Ibuka. I thought Emeka looked a lot better in the spring than I expected. We, I knew he was a burner, good size for his speed. But I had heard, you know, his hands were not bad, but uh, weren't as consistent as you would like them. Then he's out there catching everything in the spring game. Again, it was, you know, basically one half of touch football. So can't put too much into that. But tell you what, when he's making like diving catches on balls thrown behind him, pretty impressive. So ameke is definitely going to play. Julian Fleming's definitely going to play. I don't think they'll be in the top four. So it's going to be really hard to crack that top four. Um, those are four really talented guys. And am I hyping up Marvin Harrison too early? Maybe. But from what I've seen, I don't think I am. I don't think I am at all. I mean, this kid grew two inches. He was already a highly rated prospect, but not extremely highly rated four star number 14 wide receiver in the country. So, you know, decent accolades, but then he grew two inches Has bulked up. He catches everything. He looks like AJ Green to me out there, you know, so you know, maybe he'll be a, you know, a combination of his father and A.J. Green. Wouldn't that be good? <laughs> Size like A.J. Green and plays a lot like A.J. Green, but all, you know, with his father's game mixed in, would would we all take that? A Hall of Famer and Marvin Harrison and uh, Marvin Harrison Sr. and then A.J. Green, who probably was on his way to being a Hall of Famer until injuries derailed his career the last, you know, three years or so. Yeah, I would take that. I think you guys would take that too, right? If uh, Harrison Jr. is like a a combination of A.J. Green and his father. But Harrison Jr. looks tremendous to me. I don't think I'm overhyping him at all to say he's the clear number four wide receiver on this team. And that's no disrespect to Julian Fleming and Emeka Buka. That's just how great Marvin Harrison Jr. looks right now. And I think that's a big reason that Jamison Williams is like, I need to get out of here. And it's not just the wide receivers, although that's most of it. He also does. They're going to be thrown to Jeremy Ruckert a lot this year. I actually think this will be the year an Ohio State tight end, reaches. 30 receptions, which is a crazy thing to say. It'll be the first time it's happened since Ben Hartsock in 2003, the year after that group won the national championship. Ben Hartsock's uh, senior year, he had uh, 30 receptions. I think just a tad over. I think he had like 33 receptions. Uh, and a Buckeye tight end has not had 30 receptions since then. So I think Jeremy Ruckert's definitely going to get over 30 receptions if he stays healthy. So that's those are more footballs going not to Jamison Williams if he would have been here. So. Again, I wish Jamo well, unless he plays the Buckeyes. I don't think he was going to play nearly as much as he would have liked to if he would have stayed. So we'll see what happens there at the wide receiver spot. But I love, 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 love what Brian Hartline has done with that wide receiver room. All right, well, thank you for joining me on this edition of the Bucknuts Morning 5. I am Dave Biddle. I appreciate it very much. I hope all of you have a great day. Let's hear that Buckeye swag, best damn band in the land.